Yeah! It's the five tool podcast. That's right. It's the five tool podcast. We're back. Kicking it with you on a Saturday, lovely Saturday afternoon here in the state of Wisconsin. And we got lots to get to today, so let's say hello to our co-host here. Seamus, you good? I am always good, sir. Always good. Black Josh, you good? Yes, sir. Black Josh is good. Seamus is good. And as we mentioned on the last episode, Kyle was traded to the Miller Park Minute. Always check out the Miller Park Minute for new content. I believe they dropped a new episode earlier this week. We support them. They support us. We are in a, a sexy partnership with them. And, yeah, so take a, take a check over there. But I want to ask everybody starting off on today's show here at the 5 Tool how everyone's holding up. I know we just recently talked about this Wednesday, but what's everybody up to? How are you getting through this quote-unquote crisis, and how you feeling? Seamus, how you doing? I'm same old, same old, you know. Not really much change. The only difference is I'm sitting on my couch today instead of being on a road. It's got to feel nice, getting home after a long, it, winding road. Oh, it, I, I enjoy my home time. I just don't get enough of it. Right. That's right. Black Josh, how you holding up? Same, man. Not yep. a whole lot has changed in my life. Got another month off of work, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good? Yeah. <laughs> Black Josh and I were just outside having a catch, enjoying this beautiful weather. It looks like here in Wisconsin, we're finally going to get some spring weather, some 50-degree stuff. Feeling good. Feeling good. I want to point this out um, in terms of how the country's holding up. This is the first time since 1957 that Miami has gone six weeks without a homicide. Wow. <laughs> so good for good for Miami. And I, I bet if they didn't draft Tua, that, that, that streak would have probably ended. But thank, thankfully, they, they drafted Tua like they were supposed to. Miami may have the quarterback of the future. But I don't want to focus on football today. We're a baseball show here. And I'm going to go over some headlines that are going around in the baseball world. i got a few to get to. Um, first off, I wanted to talk about this on, a, on a, a more recent episode, but we timed in a lot for it. There were kind of some more important topics going on. But I'm sure everybody's heard that about the MLB The Show Players League. Uh, so just some minor details. There's there's one representative from every ball club. They're playing online against each other in this league that's going to culminate in an 18 playoff format, and then all the money goes to charity. I think it's $5,000 just for playing. These players get to donate to a charity of their choice, and I believe it's 50000 goes to the charity of the choice of the person who wins this tournament. Now I just want to go over some the standings as of right now. And I know the, the league is being played currently, literally, right now. I know Brett Phillips, the former Brewers, playing a game right now. I haven't actually watched any of this. I think it's kind of interesting. Just in the fact that you can you can kind of get a sense of these players' character and like who they are as people by watching this because they're live-streaming this and talking and shit-talking during these games. So it's kind of fun for that respect. I don't really care how they are at video games. I more care about how they are on the field. But it, it's just kind of interesting, especially... Players like Joey Gallo, he's able to hit home runs with his character on the game. He hits a, a shitload of dingers playing as himself for the for the Rangers. But the standings as of right now, Blake Snell from the Rays, he's leading the entire league at nineteen and three. So not only yeah, so not only can he pitch well in real life, but he's just burning through everybody in this game. Joey Gallo's right behind him at nineteen and four. In fourth, in fourth place is Gavin Lux, the kid from Kenosha who's with the Dodgers organization. Now he's 16-6. and six. Uh, Lucas Giolotto is uh, rounding out the top eight from the White Sox. Hayter, Josh Hayter is the Brewers representative in this, in this league, and he's a game and a half out of the playoffs right now, sitting at 13-10. and 10. Now, <laughs> Eduardo Rodriguez, I know Seamus is familiar with this player. He's a, he's a pitcher for the Red Sox. He's 2-19. He's and 19. <laughs> No. <laughs> Dumpster fire. And he should be ashamed of himself. It's, he's he's got to be just throwing these games. That's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, just add to the dumpster fire. Sorry, Seamus. Yeah. That's, no, you're not. But I'll 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 accept it anyway. That makes that makes me think. <laughs> that makes me think though that with my limited amount of you know time playing the show, I know Seamus, you play from time to time. The only time I ever really get to play is when I'm when I go off to Seamus's house in Sheboygan. 
it makes me feel like I could at least beat Eduardo Rodriguez. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I could, beat, I could beat him, right? <laughs> like, do it. Hope so. Right. <laughs> so. I could play with these guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I could beat. I could beat some of these guys. Now, what I don't know is if these players like are doing fantasy drafts for their, their games or if they're actually playing with the rosters of their team. So, I mean, if you're the Red Sox right now playing as the Red Sox, you're probably not going to do too great. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're not. Blake Snell, he'll probably do really well because, like, he knows his pitches and he knows, like, situational baseball and he can play with himself, you know, theoretically every game. I bet he does. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> And, like, Giloto, you know, he's got the White Sox. That's a stacked roster, I'm sure, on, on paper for the show. Joey Gallo, the Rangers aren't, aren't no slouch of a team. Gavin Lux is playing in the Dodgers. So if you're playing as your team, chances are you got a, you got a little bit of an advantage. You know, Hater as a Brewer, 16-6, and six, I mean 13-10. and 10. It's still not bad. That's, that's pretty damn good. And the Brewers do have a pretty good lineup on paper, I mean, all things considered. If they're playing with, like... I don't know if the show rosters accurately reflect. Maybe, Seamus, you can give us some insight on this. Do, so when you play the show as the Brewers, do they have, you know, Abisel Garcia out in the outfield? Do they have yes. Omar Narvaez? Is Omar Narvaez catching or is it Pena? You, well, you can choose. Okay. They're both on the roster. The rosters are accurate. Yeah, because you can play daily roster, right? So that gives you the most up-to-date. Yeah, you can, you can choose... You have a 40-man roster. You can call up and send down. And then add, you can call up and send down to, to uh, solidify your 25-man. Okay. And once your 25-man is set, you can have, you know, if you're carrying two catchers, you can change out your catcher game game in and game out, you know. Right, okay. You can change change out your outfield, your infield, the whole nine yards. Awesome. Yeah, I really want to get up there and play the new one with you, Seamus, especially with these new Brewers rosters, the new the new uh, uniforms and everything. It's got to be a lot of fun. So I downloaded the, the MLB 9 innings for the phone, and it had everybody. It had Narvaez. It had Garcia, although, albeit, like, their rating was really bad on that game. But the weird thing is they don't have Keston Hira. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense to me that they didn't have Keston here because he's been on the team, and he's an integral piece of the team. He's a starting second baseman, you know, who was, I mean, arguably in the running to win Rookie of the Year last year, and for some reason he wasn't in the game. And the interesting part about the MLB 9 innings for the phone is that they don't have any fans in the stands at the games. <laughs> so I'm playing through, I was playing through the season, and there's no fans in the stands. So, Seamus, the last time you played the show, did they have fans in the stands? Yes. Okay. So they haven't they haven't you know made that change. Just I don't I don't think they probably they, won't. On a video game, you shouldn't. You know, I mean, I'll be you want it to be as realistic as possible. I mean, you want to at least have some some crowd noise in the game, and they actually pump in the real crowd noise. They, I was listening to a podcast on FanGraphs and with the guys who create the show, and they said, yeah, we actually go to each stadium and record fan noise just to get accurate depictions of, of the real thing. Are you playing against the computer, or are you playing against real people? When I play? Yeah. I play against the computer. Okay. Yeah, so if I had time and I had a, was it an Xbox or PlayStation, Seamus? PlayStation. PlayStation. If, if I had a PlayStation and I played at home, I'd be doing the franchise mode against the computer. You know, yep. I love those franchise modes. And then they have Road to the Show on there where you create your guy. I, know, I think, Seamus, you said you were doing this. Where you create your guy, and you go up through the minor league system. You end up well. Maybe Eric was doing this, and you you end up on a. No, I'm doing it too. Yeah, I am currently my my road to the show character is, uh, well, my road to the show for 2019. My character is in the Rays organization. Oh, that's great! What better organization to be a part of, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's fun. It's fun. Actually, I want them to keep me. I want them to keep me in a position. They keep moving me. They shift me between shortstop and center field. Okay. I just want to be in one so I can be familiarized with the whole thing. You must be a pretty five-tool kind of player then, if you're be able to work the infield and the outfield. That's pretty good. But yeah, those show games are a lot of fun. It's just like playing Madden growing up. You create your player and. 
and yeah, you just play the. I like. I love the franchise mode where you play year in year out, see how you do. It's it's a blast, but yeah, I wish I had more time for that kind of stuff. And other baseball news, uh, Vince Scully. I don't I don't know if everybody heard about this. Vince Scully was hospitalized on Tuesday. Obviously, Vince Scully, the longtime broadcaster for the Dodgers, he's called some of baseball's biggest moments. He had God, I want to say a sixty seventy year year career. Um, he fell in his home, and the Dodgers say he's resting comfortably at home currently. He's ninety two years old. He retired in twenty sixteen. And he was quoted as saying, I won't be doing any more headfirst sliding. So, <laughs> of course, Vince Scully has nice words to say about that. He has a, a way of twisting it and making it fun and funny for everybody. Um, and, and some more tragic news on Monday night. Um, I, I, I hate to report this, but Freddie Freeman, his cat Benji was killed in a hit and run. Um, Freddie's wife Chelsea says he was the best cat you could ever ask for. He was more like a dog or even a person. So our condolences to Freddie Freeman that his pussy got ran over. So what I'm hearing is <laughs> his wife doesn't like cats <laughs> because she said it's more like a dog. I just think his, his wife just doesn't sound very bright. <laughs> Have you seen the videos of that brewer who's doing the fucking uh, cornhole tosses? Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, my God. Who is that? It's just one guy. Yeah. Oh, it's Jerko. Yeah, yep. it's Jerko. He's just amazing. He was doing that one where he was throwing two at once, landing them both. Then he was like up on a balcony doing it too. That was and then actually... he was doing it up onto the balcony and then over a balcony. This is all the ones I've seen. I didn't see the over the balcony one. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's kind of been the cool one of the cool parts about this unfortunate circumstances. You know, using Instagram and, and Facebook and stuff, we can kind of track what these players are up to. They're doing a lot of fun stuff. I know I told you guys the other day, um, that pitcher from the Dodgers who accidentally broke his window. Yeah. Yeah, he had that giant target to hit. Working yeah. on his, uh, yep. what the hell what did they say he was working on? It was on? some off-speed pitch, right? Yeah, it was some off-speed pitch. Yeah, and he just broke his own damn window. Sinker or something, I think, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he but was it, way off. It didn't sink. It definitely went up. Yeah, <laughs> and he up was and way off. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been kind of fun watching yeah. What these players are up to. I know Eric Thames. Yeah, Rona has taught me that I really don't want to play cornhole with Jerko. Yeah, no, no he is. Absolutely. I do though, actually. That's all. That sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be it'd be one fun way to. Lose. I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I'd I'd like to play because it'd be cool, but I I wouldn't play going in there with any expectation of winning. Right, like he could go against two people and he would still you know win. He's clearly very good, and it makes me makes me kind of excited to have him on the team if he's that deadly accurate with cornhole. Maybe he's. Maybe he is worth a damn on the field. Maybe you can play some second base, backing up Hera, or play a little bit of third base. It'll be interesting to see once we get some freaking baseball. Another thing I want to talk about. Um, I don't really count this as a headline, but uh, Major League Baseball has not yet refunded anybody any money for any tickets so far this season. I'm, I have tickets to Tuesday's game against the Nationals, and um, I didn't purchase the tickets. My girlfriend bought them for me as a birthday gift. Because Tuesday is my birthday, and yeah, she hasn't been refunded any money. Neither has anybody else. That's crazy. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? I don't think you're seeing a game on Tuesday. <laughs> I think you're right about that. I'm definitely not seeing a game on Tuesday. Well, what do you think of that? The fact that the MLB has yet to refund any money? That's just insanity. I don't. I don't know how you can't do that. That, that is a little disconcerting. Because it'd be Very. it'd be one thing if. If like we knew that there was gonna be a season with fans, but there it's becoming ever apparent that if there is a season, which I think there will be some semblance of a season, they're still not gonna be at home ballparks, and there's not gonna be any fans. You can't say they won't be at home ballparks by the end of the season, though. Maybe not, but I mean, I think what everything that they've been talking about planning. I mean, it's gonna be at these, you know, probably three sites: one in Texas, one in Florida, one in Arizona, or a couple between those cities, and that. There probably won't be. We've probably seen our last game at Miller Park. No. Because. No. Yes. Because the next time it'll it'll no. be American family, whatever. Nope, I disagree with both of you. Well, I like your optimism, Josh. Usually you're not the optimist, but in this case, I, I really like your optimism. I, uh, but, I, so, I, I find it very hard to believe that with as long as the season goes, that there won't be home ball games. 
So you think potentially they'll start doing the three site thing and then eventually move into the ballparks? Yep, as soon as everything as soon as everything goes back to normal. Cause even if even if you don't even if things don't get back to normal till after the All Star break, so fucking what? Right. But we might not even have baseball till the All Star break, you know? Well, so what? So yeah. If if they're gonna wait till after the All Star break to even start playing baseball, then they might as well just not do anything at these other three sites because by that time shit will be back to normal one way or another hopefully i mean everything that i've seen in the reports of what their plan is is that even for the postseason that they're going to do it at neutral sites and that they have a list of that's the dumbest thing 11 neutral sites yeah my worry is i know me and seamus on the show that you and i did together on april 1st was um that crap i just lost my train of thought that oh that MLB might enjoy the neutral site thing for the World Series, that they might actually like that. You know the way the NFL has right. neutral site for the Super Bowl. That'd be my concern. Yeah, is that because you know if you're the Yankees and you're playing in a cold October, you don't want your pitchers freezing. They would probably even rather do it somewhere else over, over even having their home crowd there. But yeah, that would be my biggest. So cons- you're so you what you're saying is you think that. If they do the neutral sites for the World Series, that they would continue to do that. Yeah. No matter what. That they would, well, yeah, that they would see how how it went, determine that they like it, and then just change it all together forever. But I, I think it's a great idea. You? I like it. There's a lot I like about it, but I mean, what if the Brewers finally get a World Series, then they're all playing in Arizona or something? Yeah, but Miller Park would definitely be included in a World Series. But I mean, circle. yeah, but if every... Un- unlike with, you know, as much as I hate to get into football, unlike the Packers, you're never going to see a Super Bowl at Lambeau Field. True. You yeah. just won't do it. It won't happen. I mean, at best, we're supposed to get the draft, but now that's pushed back a year, I think, to 2025. Yeah. But who gives a crap about where the draft is located? Yeah, I don't. I, there's, no, there's no reason to be excited. I don't even know why it's televised. That's my personal yeah. opinion. Although they've been having a lot of fun with it this year because you're, you're seeing into these guys' homes. And wacky stuff is happening behind, like, these owners. Oh, you mean, like, Bill Belichick had his dog sitting at his desk instead of him? Who the fuck cares? Yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. Belichick thinks he's funny. (laughs) But, no, there was one. I think it was the guy from the car. I want to say Cliff Kingsbury. He has this mansion, and everyone was making fun of his giant house. There was this other owner who, there was a guy in, like, a wetsuit standing behind him. And somebody took, like, his, his son went and took a crap during the draft. Isn't Jerry Jones doing it from his fucking yacht or something? Like he's doing all this shit from his yacht? He might be. That one I didn't hear. circling some fucking ocean or something? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) I'm surprised Jerry Jones isn't in orbit in the space station somewhere. Jameis, have you watched any of the uh, NFL draft? No, I have not. Did you see the video of Bill Belichick with his dog at his desk? Yes, I did. And what did you think of that? I thought that explains things quite well. <laughs> nice. good, good take. Good take. <laughs> Just like Matt LaFleur's kid, the steel shot steel the steel shot of Matt LaFleur's kid with his hands raised in the air going I can't fucking answer this. Yeah, no kidding. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I just saw that one earlier. Yeah, his kids, he does have a look of expression on his face where it's like, I can't explain what they're doing right now. The fact that I think as of right now, they've picked six players and none of them have been wide receivers. That's a little disheartening. Yeah. To be honest. Um, Do you guys want to just touch this right now? No. Okay, all right. If we have time, we will get back to (laughs) this. To that unanimous no. <laughs> Hold on, just one more thing. My profile picture oh, right goodness. now is Aaron Rodgers in a Patriots gear, and he looks really good. Seamus, what do you think about that picture? Oh, I hearted that man. I hearted that motherfucker real quick. I wa- dude. I I don't want to be this guy, but God, would that be good for football? No, I think it would oh, it be would. so no, good for football. It would just stir the pot up so much. But there's no way the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers at least right now. They're not ever going to trade him. And also, Jordan Love is a great name for a football player. Now so now it's A-Rod and J-Lo. Yeah, I know. A-Rod and J-Lo. That's hilarious. It's really a turnoff for me because I can't stand uh, Alex Rodriguez. I'm not a big fan of him, but I do like me some J-Lo. Yeah, she's all right. Oh, she's my right. God. Although Shakira stole the Super Bowl. She did. I'll give her that. <laughs> she was, her... J-Lo looks good until Shakira's there next door. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> The Packers did, in fact, draft two offensive linemen. That's good. Yeah. 
Good in for the that. sixth round, back back to back. That is good. I like to hear that because we definitely needed some linemen. We yeah, need, one Rogers from Oregon and one from Indiana. If we could, if Rodgers could have the offensive line of the Patriots, oh my God, Super Bowl bound for sure. All right, fine. We're not going to get deep into it, but I just want to bring up two things. No, fuck it. Just one thing for the draft, and if we get back to it, we'll talk about the two major things. But Zach Bond, Seamus, I don't know if you know this guy is. um, He's 21. He went to high school in West Bend. He's, He's a West Bend kid. He was actually in the class with my girlfriend. He's from West Bend. He was drafted in the third round last night, 74th pick with the New Orleans Saints. So a kid from West Bend, where we live. Made it to the draft. Congratulations to him. That's really, really fucking cool. And a lot of guys were projecting him going in the first or second round. So he, it seems like he's going to be an impact. He's, no, he's an outside linebacker. It seems like he's going to be an impact player in the NFL. And he gets to play with Drew Brees. A kid from our town gets to play with Drew Brees. Gets to play with Michael Thomas and the big boys. So congratulations to Zach Bond. Come on the show. Yeah, we'll get on the show. All right, back to baseball. Yay. Um, the Cape Cod Baseball League's... Canceled their 2020 season. Now, this doesn't seem like a big deal, but I, I know, Seamus, you know, the Cape Cod is where a lot of really high-level ball gets played, you know, college level. And the league says the decision was based on the, the health and safety and the needs of everybody involved. The vote to cancel the season was unanimous. The league was supposed to begin on June 13th. Um, more than 300 Cape Cod players were in Major League Baseball last year. And that includes Chris Sale, Ian Happ, Chris Bryant. So, I mean... The, the Cape, uh, some of the best players come through this Cape Cod Baseball League that come to the major leagues. It really pisses me off. It, you know, they had till June 13th. They could have pushed it back. It's, it's upsetting. It's not a good sign. Of course, we understand it. But I don't. We're not even going to get going on this because this will be, <laughs> I'll, I'll go off for longer than an hour. It's highly unfortunate. And, I mean, also with the fact that the, main, the minor leagues are – have made an agreement, or at least they're in talks from going down to from 160 teams to 120. This is gonna this this ripple effect is just gonna carry on for a long time. What's going on right now in baseball, and it's really really damn unfortunate. But yeah, Cape Cod baseball league canceled for the 2020 season. It's unfortunate for those players. It's unfortunate to the fans out there. I mean, everything getting canceled left to right. No no assurance of having a, a major league season this year now. You know, these these smaller leagues are being canceled left and right. I saw a thing saying that California has canceled their state fair for the first time since World War II. Holy shit. So they will not have a state fair this year. Not that I really give a shit because it's California and that place is full of fucking weirdos and idiots. <laughs> but, but it's a big deal. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is says, kind of a big deal. It says something. I still don't agree with it. Yeah, I mean, yes, our Summerfest here in Wisconsin got pushed back to September, and it's going to be over, what, three weekends? I don't I like Summerfest anyways. I like Summerfest. I love Summerfest. It's nice because of, like, the bands and shit that go there, but there's just so many goddamn people. There's a lot of people. Like, so. you can't even walk down the fucking main drag without hitting 75 people just trying to go get a beer. It's true, because half those people are drunk and can't yeah. walk, or they're yeah. stopping to look at someone, or they're stopping to talk right in the middle. But yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things that I look for during summer. Now, Summerfest will not be in summer, and it'll be condensed to a few weekends in September, and all it's going to be even more packed because it's less days, you know, and it's going to be confined to the weekend when everybody's off work, whereas, you know, you could go to Summerfest on a And Tuesday. everyone's just been fucking coped up, cooped up in their fucking house for months. Yeah, you know, yeah. Thanks, Evers. You used to be able to go on a Tuesday afternoon, catch some, some of that obscure music, you know, during the day and, and stuff, and you wouldn't have to worry so much, but now it's just going to be, it's going to be madness, and it's already chaotic, and it's going to be even more chaotic than ever before, and there's the question of whether or not they're going to be able to still get the same acts they already had booked for September, because those tours for those bands are all going to change, and yeah. everything's changed, and it's just... A lot just, of bands have already been canceling all their, all their shows for the year. Right. Really. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they might have to revamp their whole... Their whole lineup. Yeah, they're gonna, the lineup was already set. Yeah, they always set it like you know pretty early in the year. Cause, but yeah, it's all changed already. So yeah, so who knows what what to expect from Summerfest this year? I'll still try to make it because I just I I, I like to go not necessarily for the big bands, but I like to go just on a random day and catch the goofy stages. Just because I don't know, it's it's the the one place 
where you, wherever, wherever you walk, every corner, there's music. So it doesn't matter what taste of music you like, you're going to find something you enjoy. And I don't know, I just, I love Summerfest. I love being down by the lake, and I like watching the weirdos and eating a lot of food. <laughs> Did I tell you I got depressed the other day? You got depressed? Yep. Josh got depressed, tell us why. Well, I decided I went with, uh, I went with a friend of mine. She does, she goes down to the beach all the time and like goes and looks for beach class and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to get out of the house and go walk around and it's exercise and shit. But uh, on the way down there, she decided to drive past Miller Park. Oh. And I got depressed. Yeah, there should be a ball game. That's exactly what I said. Right at that time. I was like, why did you go this way? <laughs> there and then she looked over and saw it. She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I am now depressed. Yeah, it really... There should be a game right now. It really hits now. me when I go to my fridge and I look at the schedule and I'm, I'm Xing out days. You know, just game didn't happen this time. I haven't game even got a schedule because day. of this. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good you didn't because every time I look at that schedule, I look at it and I'm like, there should have been a game today. We should have been playing, you know, the Dodgers today. Seamus, do you have a schedule on your fridge for the Brewers? Not for this year. Good man. Yeah, it's, it's almost better to not even look at it because we would have been, at this point, being April 25th, we would have had like 20, 23 games in the bag right now. And we would have had, you know, a decent sample size of ball already played. And we would have had an idea of how Narvaez is doing, how Garcia is doing. You know, our shortstop platoon, who's who's leading? Is it Urias? Is it Arcia? How Josh Lindblom's doing, we would know by now. If Is Christian Yelich on pace to have another MVP caliber season? We would know how Ryan Braun's doing at first, you know? We would know how, if Justin Smoke's hitting dingers or striking out, how his ankle's doing. We would... We would know where we're at in the division. We would know how the Cubs are doing. We would know if the Pirates are still a dumpster fire. So many questions. Can the Nationals continue the pace they were on? Are the Astros for real without having to cheat? You know, uh, is Mookie Betts going to make it as a Dodger? So many, so many storylines that we're we're building up to have such a terrific 2020 season. So um, I wanted to ask this on the last show, but I kind of forgot, and I was busy while we were trying to record. But uh, with the suspension of Cora, is that like the suspension for, um, what's his name from the Astros? A.J. Hinch. A.J. Hinch, where it's just one year, no matter if there's baseball or not? Yeah, he's suspended through the 2020 postseason. That's just pathetic. So, but the thing about Cora, this, this goofy, I don't know what, you know, nobody knows the real details, but they basically all blamed it on this one video operator. Like, they blamed it all on this one guy. Well, yeah, of course they needed a fall guy. They, yeah, he was the fall guy. So, like, Alex Cora wasn't even punished for anything that he did with the Boston Red Sox. He was only punished for his role in what happened with the Astros. And, you know, that's, that's when you're a manager, you're accountable for the team, okay? And that's him not being held accountable for the team. Yeah. You should be in control of everything that goes on in that clubhouse, including your replay manager. And you're expected to be. And you're expected to be, but in this case, he wasn't. They just, everybody just put it on this, like you said, fall guy. I wonder if, I wonder if that'll change. If they, like, if they like legitimately cancel the 2020 season, which I don't see happening, if they're going to change that come like down the road. I don't think it can at this point. Why couldn't they? Because then they get lawyers involved and they're like, you already punished me and my punishment was served, time served. And I don't think they'd win that. I, I think they would. I mean, I don't if baseball would. really wanted to fight it, but I don't really think, I think baseball more than anything, Matt, Rob Manfred wants to brush that under the rug. He wants this done and gone because he is the one who fucked this whole thing up by, because what a lot of it is is they didn't properly notify teams about how wrong this was. That was the big thing is that the MLB didn't do enough to make it abundantly clear. The MLB left it to the managers and to ownership to tell them not to cheat, basically. Even though it should be a given, the MLB didn't do it themselves. So they, they fucked up, and Rob Manfred also made a mistake in that he made it so that the players would not be punished. And it was really on him because he wanted to get these interviews done. And he needed the players to have his back on this and to tell him confidential information. So he I wants hope, this I gone. I hope that confidential information gets leaked one day. I'd love to see the real 
Yeah. You know, the interviews. I'm sure they were recorded, right? Well, I guarantee they're recorded. I would love to hear the real details. Guaranteed they're recorded. But, you know, I mean, these players were promised confidentiality and that they wouldn't be punished, so players didn't get punished, or Rob Manfred looks like a clown. That's why you see the memes of Rob Manfred as a clown. And so he wants this gone. And I think that's why the... I think that illustrates why the punishments happened the way they did. Is because Rob Manfred would rather... He wants this off his baseball legacy. He wants this off his commissioner's legacy because now... He looks like a bad commissioner. He has the juice balls. He is, though. You know, he is. <laughs> when I remember the, I remember the day I got the email God. from Rob Manfred because they sent it out to all these MLB fans, and it was like Rob Manfred's the new commissioner. I was like, wow, a new era, a new commissioner. What is he going to bring to the table? He's going to be so good. And in that letter, he sounded so clean and precise, and like he was going to be this, the savior of baseball and to bring it back to the mainstream and all this and. He's just made a shit show of it. Like, he's not the worst ever, but he's really, I mean, he's overseen. He's working on it. He's overseen some whack stuff between the sign stealing, the juice balls, and all this stuff. Yeah, but I'm okay with the juice balls. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of mad too. Like, that's good for baseball. Yeah, let's get these dingers up. What do you think about juice balls, Seamus? Seamus. Did we lose him? You guys there? Yeah. You guys are kicking in and out. Oh no, that's not. Good. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's me. Might be. I don't know. We want to get your take on juice balls. You like them or hate them? Uh, I mean, how do we know which ones are and which ones aren't? You know, there there was that whole thing with the humidor juice ball. Are are you talking about that kind of juice balls? Yeah, the juice balls, you know, you know, the 2018 season when everybody was hitting balls out, you need, even Orlando RC, who's not really a home run hitter, the fact that for one season, you know, for two seasons, they were all going out of the park, and then all of a sudden in the postseason, it appeared that the juice balls were gone and no one was hitting dingers. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know if they were necessarily juiced. I mean, the, the ball travels better in nicer weather. You get into the postseason in fall, Air temperature cools down. The balls don't travel as far. Um, so, if they're juiced, they're juiced. But if they're juiced throughout the league, who fucking cares? Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. if it was, in fact... I like that. Yeah, that is a good analysis. If So, if, in fact, the league knowingly produced a ball that flies a little farther, you're... You would would you rather have the ball that does fly farther and the more home runs, or would you rather? It's not a dead ball, but would you rather have the ball that we were used to, where it's not flying out at such crazy rates that record it did? pace? Yeah, record pace. I I'm okay with it either way, honestly. Yeah, I think it's yeah yeah it's not. I would, I would much rather have the juice ball. Yeah, I mean it hurt. It pisses off pitchers, but it's better. I mean, it's better than the dead ball era where no yeah. balls were flying yeah. out and they had giant ballparks. So, yeah. All right. all right. Well, like I'm like I'm saying, I, the reason I'm okay with it either way is like I said, if if they are juiced, like you're you're saying in 2018, well they were juiced league wide. Right. Yep. And if it's something that's being done league wide, no big deal. Yep. Yeah, as long as everyone. But I also think that if they're going to do it throughout the normal pre or normal, you know, season, it should continue in then, the postseason. Yeah, they do it in the postseason too, right? Yeah, you'd think they would have want the juice balls in the postseason, but like last year, it really seemed like that that the ball changed, and 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 it's not just the it's the fact that you know pitchers and players have said there's something different about the ball, and these guys who are who've been throwing the same balls, using these same balls year in year out. Yeah off-season, you know, during the season, post-season, spring training. And so if they're saying there's something different about the ball, I completely believe it. Yeah. Um, wow, we've covered a lot so far in the show. We're going to take a quick break. You'll probably hear a little commercial in between. And then I want to get into this goofy stuff that I've just, or not discovered, but kind of uncovered for myself that I never knew before. It's some fun stuff. But like I said, we've covered a lot. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Five Tool Podcast. Welcome back to the Five Tool Podcast. I hope you love that wonderful ad that I put in there for you. It's it's pretty fun and pretty sexy. Um, I wanted to get into the big topic for the day, but uh, during this little break that we took, you guys brought up a good point. Let's talk about it. Seamus, you want to cue it up? All right. Um, 
you know, I think it was like a week or two ago, I had seen that the Brewers are selling T-shirts where they have separated the M and the B in the logo to kind of, you know, uh, go along with the whole social distancing and we're, we're in this together and, you know, stay safe, Milwaukee. And now they have pictures of the, the grass in the outfield at Miller Park where they have that same separated M and B of the logo. And honestly, I, I think it's bullshit. Um, what you had said that you think that, you know, they're selling those as T-shirts and you had said that the proceeds are going for hunger or uh, food banks or something like that, which, you know, it's, it's all well and good that they're, they're they're going to support a charity, but at the same time, I, I I find it very very disgusting that we don't have baseball, but yet baseball teams are are making money off of this virus. Well, baseball teams like any any organization, they're losing they're losing money right now, and they have to try to recoup some finances. I mean, they can't they can't force baseball. But they have to try to recoup something. I mean, they're losing, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars off ticket sales, off advertising, off TV deals right now. And I mean, I for one want the Brewers to continue to make money because the more money they make, the more we're assured to continue to have baseball in Milwaukee. So I mean, I mean, them like any other business, they have to try to recoup some financing. Yeah, I just I don't think they should be doing it on the back of the virus. So you think that's, it, my, that's my take on it. So you think it's unethical? Well, I just think it's poor taste. Right. I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and tr- and start getting into a big debate about the ethics behind it. I just. I just think it's poor taste. Well, there's people that are profiting off of making masks for people right now. I mean, is would that be unethical? I mean, you know, there's. I know. Well, the, those are that they're. You know, which people are you talking? I I know friends that are making masks and they're spending money on their own money on the materials and they are donating the masks. Well, I, I mean, I know there's businesses and people. I'm sure there's businesses and people out there that are that are actually selling masks that wouldn't otherwise have that product to sell. So that's kind of piggybacking off of a virus too. I mean, there is a lot of companies that have stopped making their normal product and switched over to start making masks. Well, if if they're doing that, then they are contributing to helping the problem. If they have stopped normal production to do anything that's going to help combat the virus, that's that's one thing. But food charities, the brewers have a very long history of supporting a lot of food charities. And now having a virus-based image that they are selling to add to what they're giving to those food-based charities, they're making money solely, you know, they're, they're utilizing the virus and the popularity of stay safe and, you know, stay separated, you know, that, that mantra, they're using that. As, as a marketing scheme. Yeah, as a marketing scheme to, to raise money. I, I think it would be unethical if they were simply trying to profit off of it. But you have to also understand that, like, people like that logo, that logo with the M&B separated. They think it's cute. They think it's fun. And then in 20 years, you'll still have that shirt. Who are those people? Who are those people? Because I want to find them and beat them. Well, I mean. I think it looks hideous. Well, yeah, but those people 20 years from now will be able to show their kids this shirt from this odd time in human history where they, it's like a novelty item. And yeah, so somebody else likes something we don't, I understand, but like, at least they're doing it to, they're doing it in an ethical way, I think, by at least donating proceeds. I'm sure they're taking their, their costs for making the product off the top and then maybe keeping a little bit for profit, but if they're if they're using it to donate, I think that it's hard to argue. I think that it's not the right thing to do. I I just think it's kind of tacky. T- 
Tacky? Yeah, probably. It's kind of tacky. I'm not a big fan of the, the, the logo itself. I think it's cool they cut it in the grass. Whoever cuts grass in Miller Park is, is just a mastermind to be able to do that. It's pretty incredible. But Black Josh, what do you think? I think it's stupid. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, just, I don't like the logo. That's it. Yeah. I just, I, I don't like it at all. I'm still hyped about the new logo. The new logo, not that one. I'm hyped about. I still want to buy a bunch of merchandise with the new, the yeah. new MB. I just got my hat and I got a shirt and. Yeah, I'm, it'd be nice to get there at some point, but yeah, it's just I don't, I don't see what the significance is of doing it at Miller Park. Yeah, since no one's there to see it. Yeah, nobody's there to see it. It's literally just right. to share it on Instagram, so, <laughs> and and yeah, to promote just... promote said T-shirts. Yeah. Alright, the big thing I wanted to get to today is, this was going to be one of my headline topics, so I'll read it as a headline first, and then I'll tell you what I found out upon researching this further. So, Pro Ball is in full swing right now in Taiwan. So, Taiwan has pro baseball going on right now, and it started on April 11th. Games have been played in Taiwan's five-team Chinese Professional Baseball League, the CPBL. There are some, there are some like, they put, it's, it's almost like a cutout, a cardboard cutout of fans in some of the stands. And they also have, like, pumped-in music. They, they're, they're playing as if there's fans in the crowd. And I don't know if you guys know this, but in other countries, baseball is an exciting sport. It's like a college football atmosphere. They're cheering throughout the whole game. They're always playing music. They don't stop it between pitches. It's always this loud, raucous event. There's people with drums and stuff. So they've kind of simulated a lot of that stuff. They blast rock music from the speakers like it would be a normal game there. They have cheerleaders. Baseball has cheerleaders in Taiwan. And they, they chant during the games to give it a more live feel. They're basically chanting to nobody. It's just to give you that live feel. Games are being broadcast now in English and other other languages around the world online. So, if if you guys are interested in watching these games, and I think I'm gonna at some point try to check some of this out while there's no American baseball being played. So the CTBC Brothers home games are broadcast live on Twitch, Yahoo Sports, and Taiwan, or Yahoo Sports Taiwan. The Rocketin Monkeys are broadcasting on Twitter. The Fubon Guardians are on Twitter. The Uni Lions are on Twitter. and But the weekday games, they start at 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Oh, my So you'd God. have to get up really early, and the weekend games start at 6 a.m. Central Time. So it would be like a really odd time to tune in for baseball. But if you just happen to be up at that time, it wouldn't hurt. I'd, I'd love to do it. Just check out what's going on there. So that brought me to listening to a podcast today, a Fangraphs podcast. And... They were talking to this reporter who reports for the CPBL, and he brought up something that I had to just dive deep on. He talked about, and I will ask you guys if you remember Don August for the Brewers. I do not. Yes. Seamus, what do you remember about Don August? I remember the name. That's all there is to remember. (laughs) There's not much to him. There's not much to his career. I think he played five years with the Brewers, had a really rough time. Um, the one highlight of his career as a Brewer is in the first game ever at the Sky Dome, he pitched for the Brewers, and, and he won the first game at the Toronto Sky Dome, which is now the Rogers Center, uh, in a 5-3 to three victory. He got the win for that. So he's the first pitcher to ever win in the Sky Dome. That pretty much was his entire career accomplishments for the Milwaukee Brewers. But he's also played all over the world. And <laughs> he once played, so he's played in the Dominican Leagues, he's played in, I think, Mexico, um, but he played in the CPBL. Now, upon listening to some of the history of the CPBL, and this guy brought up Don August. So, <laughs> this is so awesome. So, during his time in the CPBL, Don August had an interesting story and I'm trying to get him on the podcast soon because he not only has this interesting story but he has other interesting stories too way to fucking ruin it so he recently on Twitter told this story a story of him playing in the CPBL in Taiwan and I'm going to read it I'm going to read the whole story here 
It's not very long, but it's super interesting. So this is this is all a quote from Don August's uh, Twitter page from here on out. I went back and forth on what story I should share first, but screw it, let's dive straight into maybe the craziest and most compromising situation I've been in in my entire life. The time gangsters approached me to throw games in 1996 during the CPBL gambling scandal in Taiwan. This thread is going to be quite long, so I can share details and provide some insight into what I was thinking at given moments. I want to also make it clear that this has nothing to do with the current CPBL. Anyways, here goes nothing. Get ready for a wild ride. To give you all some background, in the middle of the 1996 season, there were rumors that, that some players in the league were getting paid to fix games. I didn't know if there was any truth to this, but I started to gain a little insight after this next thing happened. The Elephants were in town to play us in Taichung for a four-game series, and after one of our first games, guys on their team went out to a bar where they came across some gangsters. These guys happened to get crossed when the Elephants won the game previously that season. Story goes that the gangsters forced them back to their hotel and were very upset that they were on the losing side of a bet. One of the Elephants made the mistake to lip off. They weren't having it. The gangster pulled out his gun and promptly pistol-whipped him in the head. The next day, we go to the ballpark. We noticed something was off. There was extra security at our ballpark, and in particular, around their dugout. During warm-ups, we noticed a guy had his head wrapped in gauze, and that's when the rumors slowly started to come out. As you can imagine, that was pretty shocking to see, so I definitely know some fishy things were going on. Again, I wasn't... I wasn't fully sure still if all these crazy rumors were true, but I found out firsthand very quickly that they were. This is when things get nuts. On a road trip, I went out to a small bar with a guy who helped with my team. Had a private room with 20 people, usually since I normally went out with small groups. When we arrived, a Taiwanese lady speaking English came over to me and asked my name and what I was doing in Taiwan. I told her I was there playing baseball, and that's when she asked me if I knew about the untruth game. It instantly clicked that she was referring to fi the fixing of baseball games and probably had a tie to the gangsters who threatened the elephants. I played dumb, and I pretended that I had no idea. She proceeded to share with me the details and ask what I thought. As you can imagine, I had millions of things running through my head trying to think of a way to switch the subject. It must have been clear that I was upset because she said I looked sad, but I played it off that I was fine. As I looked around the room at people I didn't, know, I didn't know, it dawned on me that these guys were indeed gangsters. She proceeded to say they would give me $10,000 right now just to think on it, but I told her absolutely no. At this point, I knew I was in some shit. I told her to tell the boss in the room my answer, and before she did, she told me, you're never going to win another game if you don't. I watched her walk across the room, tell him what I said, and the boss and I made direct eye contact. He immediately stood up, yelling something in Chinese, and within seconds the music stopped and the party was over. This was supposed to be a celebration party for me joining the gangsters to fish, fix games, which was obviously ruined and I was told to leave. As everyone filed out, I tried to stay back, but they were pushing me out the door towards the elevator, which I did not want to go in. We were on the 10th floor, and at this point, I was fearing for my life and unfortunately had my back turned to everyone. Fortunately, the elevator went down, which gave me some relief that we weren't going to the roof where they maybe tossed me off. Remember, my back is still turned to these guys and definitely was not out of the clear yet. I was still waiting for someone behind me to choke me out. These seconds felt like hours, but eventually we made it down the lobby floor and nothing happened. I couldn't believe it. My heart was still pounding, and I saw the guy that I went there with and lost my mind. He continuously apologized and said they told him to bring me there. Honestly, more than anything, I was just happy to be alive. I felt like I dodged a bullet. To wrap this story up, I ended, winning, I ended up winning four of my last five games of the season and had my integrity intact. I didn't want to ruin my name and everything I had accomplished as a major leaguer, but mostly I never wanted my son to be embarrassed for me throwing games. So that's Don August's story of playing in the CPBL and, yeah, there was a giant scandal in the, in the 90s where gangsters were fixing games, making guys win, making guys lose, paying them off. And Milton Harper was a guy who played for the White Chen Dragons in 1993.
He was killed when he allegedly fell off a roof in Taiwan. <laughs> And in 1997, the scandal even reached high school baseball, where 21 players, high school players, a coach, and a dozen gangsters were, um, were, uh, they were cited for, for fixing games. They were convicted of fixing games. So people died <laughs> as a result of, of fixing games in baseball in, in the CPBL at one point. It was really bad. This league has had a hard time staying afloat because of shit like this happening. And it was really interesting to me when I found out that Don August of the Brewers was in a situation where they were asking him to fix games and he had to fear for his life at one point. So I really want to get Don August in on the show. I think it would be really fun to talk to him about this. And he seems like he's totally freely giving up this information. He's having fun with it right now, kind of doing a little media circuit. So we're going to try to get him on here. What do you, what do you guys thought, think about that story of Don August? I don't doubt it one bit. It is so wild and yet so awesome at the same time. Right. Like, I'm sorry that happened to him, and I'm sorry that, like, people have died about this, but, like, man, like, <laughs> these, guys, these guys were so into fixing baseball games. Like, you can't, if you're a gangster, you can't get into any other sort of racket, like, to win money. I don't know. Like, I think Maybe it's, they were. Yeah, maybe they were. They were probably in all sorts of rackets, but the fact that at one point, you know, guys were threatening the lives of other guys... To, to fix these games in a five-team league in Taiwan. But, yeah, maybe there's a lot of money in betting. I mean, I'm, who knows? Maybe there's always it, money in betting. Maybe, maybe it happens here. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it does. It very well might, and we just don't know about it. Right. So, super interesting story from Don August. He has more. I've kind of glazed over some of them. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to hopefully get him on at some point to talk about that. Yeah, CPBL. Maybe that's really what happened with the Astros. Maybe they were approached. Maybe. And they said... This is what you're gonna do to win games. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna steal signs because we know you can do it. We know you can get away with it. Yep. This is how you do it. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, these guys got shitloads of money. There's a lot of money, especially in the United States, and now with gambling becoming a little more legal and a little more centralized and and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I I wouldn't put it past anybody. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past. Greed anybody. will make you do some crazy shit. Yeah, especially once the money starts coming. Yeah. And you realize that it's possible. Um, you see it. What are your thoughts, Seamus? I I I wanna hear more. I want I want bigger details. Yeah. I agree. I do. I wanna hear way more details. Yeah, I didn't fully get into the, the fixing games of the CPBL after I read Don August's story. I just wanted to get that out there. But yeah, I'll dive in some more. I'll do some searching and see if I can find some more intricate details. Yeah, but see I wanna I wanna hear it I wanna hear it from the source. Right, yeah, me too. Because he'll, he'll be able to tell it like no article will be able to type it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that, like I said, that was from his Twitter account, but that's that was that was like a series of like thirty-five tweets, you know, one hundred forty characters a piece. So he couldn't really get into the details, and you know, he knows more. You know, he wasn't just walking around in Taiwan oblivious to this. I mean, he even alluded to the fact that he was, you know, kind of trying to put blinders on, but there was definitely more to it that I'm sure he knows, and I'm sure there's more. I mean, if it, this sounds like it was going on for up to, you know, at least 10 years of, of cheating scandals. I mean, we, we talk about sign stealing here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Make a, we blow it out of proportions. But there was people's lives on the line. This was down to high school baseball. That's the crazy part. <laughs> All the way down to, you know, high school baseball, these guys were so into fixing games and trying to win money. awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, good or bad, it's awesome. Maybe it got all the way to Little League and we just don't know. Yeah, right, right? Yeah, super interesting. But, yeah, I mean, you, we can check out some CPBL games online. They are broadcasting to English audiences at this point. So we got a, we got a little time. We can we can talk about the 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 big one. That doesn't involve baseball, if you guys want. I don't really want to. You don't really want to? Can we just say, is it good or bad? What? The whole draft itself is bad. How's that? What about Jordan Love? I don't know. Was it the right move? I don't know anything about him. No, I don't think it was. Well, meh. Is it the right time to find, to get Rodgers' replacement? We'll just touch on it for we a don't minute. Know if we don't even know, though. We gotta see... You can't say that it's... Is it the right time to get his replacement? Because we don't know if he's gonna be capable of it and the and the shitty part about it is we've been so spoiled 
with since Favre that you know what I'm saying for us, for us it's different. Yeah. As a Packer fan, it's well, different. Well, here is a here is a quote from Rogers himself. I am a realist. I know where we're at as an organization, and I know where I'm at in my career. No matter who you bring in, they are not going to beat me out anytime soon. Oh, I never heard that. Gangster. That's gangster. Love it. You fucking go, Rogers. That's badass. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) You try to beat me out. I like that. So... Yeah, they moved up to the 26th pick to get Jordan Love. The kid's 6'4", 224 from Utah State. He's got... And he and he would have been there in the second round. Yeah, he would have. He would have. Um, they, one thing that I did notice, and I think maybe this is why they were trying to get him and maybe not Jalen Hurts or somebody else, he was said to have the biggest hands in the draft of a quarterback. Now, this seems silly, but... You remember when the Deflategate shit was happening and Aaron Rodgers said, he's like, well, I actually like a harder ball because I got bigger hands than all these guys. He was kind of shitting on all the other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I bet that had something to do with it. Because Rodgers has big hands, he can, he can thread a needle. Maybe that had something to do with this Jordan Love pick. So from, from all the videos I've seen so far of this kid, he looks decent. Yeah, I've, there is a couple passes I saw where it's like two defenders coming in, one from either side, and he still managed to get the and pass Rogers off. And Rodgers used to be able to do that. Right, yeah, that's that was like Rodgers' thing is his deadly accuracy, you know. So maybe they, I think they wanted to find someone who was like Rodgers because obviously that's who you want is someone like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, especially if you're going to have Rodgers showing him the ropes. Right, you know if Rodgers chooses. If he does, he will. He can sit there and run his mouth all he wants, but I don't, push comes to shove, he will. I don't because he knows he knows he's not going to be able to play forever, right? But why would Aaron Rodgers care more about the Packers than himself? I'm not saying he doesn't care about himself, but like Favre didn't want to train Rodgers, and look how Rodgers turned yeah, out. Yeah, but Favre was all fucked up on Vicodin and shit. Yeah, but I don't. And he, and he already knew what he was planning on doing. I don't know. Like I, I don't. A lot of people think it's selfish of Favre to do that. Maybe, but I don't think you need to be training your replacement. It almost makes them have to work harder, and maybe that made Aaron Rodgers work harder. Maybe. You know, yeah, earn it. Know. Go and know. you know, go and fucking earn it. Why do I have to give you hold your hand? It, it says more about your character if you can go out and, and earn that position. Try to beat him out. Don't try to learn from him. I don't know. I, I just, it's a competitive game, and these guys are all like fierce competitors. So go be com- competitive. Um, well, I I remember when Rodgers got drafted. And Farn was asked about, you know, so what do you what do you think of the fact that the team took a quarterback and uh, apparently what do you think of his his statement where he had said that he was excited and looking forward to learning from you and everything and and, and learning everything you have to teach? How are you going to approach teaching this young kid? And Farn's response was, "That's not my job." And I'm wondering if we're going to have another that's not my job situation here with Rodgers and Love. I think so. Well, technically it's not his job. He's it's not a quarterback coach. No. He's a quarterback. Yeah. He's not getting paid uh, to train I, people. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I just, you know, I just think it's funny that there are some people, even sports pundits and talking heads, that... Well, whenever a new position player comes in, it's the current position player's job to groom him for whatever role he eventually has. And you, we're all, I think we're all saying the same thing. It's not the current position player's job to groom the upcoming position player. The current position player's job is to play the position as best as possible until the team says you can't play the position anymore. We're moving on. Yeah, exactly. I and I I really think that that's the case. Like, Rogers has to look out for yeah the team, but he has to look out for Rogers first. So this begs the question. So Rogers is thirty six, and last year he had his or worst passer rating since twenty fifteen. Does Rogers play the rest of his career? In Green Bay. Or are we going to see him in another uniform someday? I think he'll stay in if the Brewers can, if, if the Brewers continue to not give him the tools he needs... Packers. 
or yeah, the if the Packers could, sorry, the Packers I love you. I love you for that. Him, if the Packers continue to not give him the tools he needs, you're going to see Aaron Rodgers pull a Tom Brady. I think so too. I think so too. I think it's almost more likely at this point that he goes and tries to win somewhere else, especially if this season is a disaster. I think you guys are both wrong. Maybe. Maybe. But. Maybe. Maybe. But all I know is the most entertaining storyline going into this football season is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't wait to see this team. But with that, Five Tool Podcast, fun show. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you helping us get to 1,000 listeners. It's a huge, a huge big deal for us, and we're very happy. And thank you for listening. And with that, Five Tool Podcast, we are out. Don't widen the plate.